Question. Are you sick of seeing the same squads in FPL each week? Are your friends that are just brand new to the game joining, following Twitter teams and finishing top 100k? Or do you want to have a totally unique FPL experience? You may have been playing FPL for many years now and in the past couple of years it's been the same players being picked. The top 100k is always the same players following the same template. Or do you want to play this feature of the FPL app where nobody has the same players. It's a completely unique experience to every player in this feature. Do you want to test your FPL knowledge and managerial skills? Or do you want to go on Twitter and do what they're doing? Do you want to follow maybe one or two teams throughout the whole season? Or do you want to fully immerse yourself within the Premier League following all 20 teams? If you really rate yourself as a manager, if you really think you have what it takes to understand and excel at the game, well then the FPL draft is for you. It's a game mode that actually hasn't been promoted as well as it should have in FPL. A lot of people don't know about it as I said, but the main reason I feel that it hasn't excelled is because of the way it's set up. So what we're going to do is we're going to take away all the issues that you may have when you're setting up a draft. We feel there's not enough information or guidance out there with regards to what even the draft is setting up the draft or even how to play the draft and that's why myself and Nosey are here. With that being said, we still play normal FPL and love it. Play it every week but that won't stop you from playing the FPL draft. It merely offers fancy players another avenue to enjoy the Premier League. Welcome to episode one of the FPL Draft Your Podcast. We are your hosts Jaxie and Nosey and we firmly believe that the draft is the best feature that the FPL app has to offer. In this podcast and on social media, we're going to give you all the tips, tricks and strategies to make the most of this untouched FPL gem. In the first couple of podcasts in this series, we're going to take you through initially how to set up a draft. What is the best way to set it up in terms of numbers, in terms of length of season and getting to the draft room. In following episodes, we're going to teach you exactly how to draft. Following on from that, we're going to talk about tips, transfers, waivers, and all the information you need to have a successful draft. We're going to be telling you how to set it up, but also we'll be reviewing each game week as well, seeing what players done well, what players didn't go well, and we're also going to be getting info from you as well. We're going to be evaluating any trades that you may have made during the week and what you can do better on next week. In this podcast, we're going to talk you through exactly what the FPL Draft is. The FPL Draft, in short, resembles other draft-like game modes in other fantasy games, such as NFL. It's a game mode where roughly 8 to 14 players on a selected night pick 15 players each. No player can be picked twice, so once that player is picked up, they are removed from the selection. The order of picks is initially randomized, but then follows a snake-like pattern. So for example, if you had 10 players in your league, and we had players A to J, well then player A, for example, gets the first pick, and let's say it goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. If it went in this order from 1 to 10, A would get first and J would get 10th. After that, J would get the 11th pick and it goes backwards. I, H, G, F, E, D, C, B, A. 
and back and forth snake-like pattern until all players have 15 different players. There's also a lot more to it. There's trades and waivers and much more which we'll discuss in further episodes. The initial setup of the draft is very, very important because if it's not set up right, that's going to lead to you getting frustrated or not being enjoyable. So the first decision that you have to make is whether you want to set up a head-to-head league or total points. There's two ways you can set up the draft. One is head-to-head. So when you pick your team, you can choose that you play against the players in your league every week. The second way is that you just do total points. I played in drafts with total points before and you lose interest because you could have a good game week one week and a bad one. It doesn't really make a difference. We recommend that you set up a head-to-head league. So when you set up a head-to-head league versus a total points, it makes a massive difference. The head-to-head aspect of the FPL draft is what makes it so good. In general, in normal FPL, and for the first couple of episodes, we will be comparing it to normal FPL, but then it will go down its own route. We're trying to explain to you why it's good and all the best aspects of it. When you do a head-to-head league, it makes it more competitive. Yes, there is the head-to-head league aspect in normal FPL, but the problem with that is you never change your team based on a head-to-head. In FPL Draft, you are setting up your team specifically to play the person you are playing that week. So you could have some random people in your team, but you have them for a reason. Like your team could change completely week in, week out, depending on the fixtures or depending on the players that your opponent will have. So that's something we'll look into down the line, the different strategies that you can play. The second thing that you need to consider is the number of players in your league. Now you can have a range of 8 to 16 players in your draft, but we believe that 12 is the Goldilocks number. You can have a viable league with about 10 to 14 players, but 12 is the perfect number. Why we find 12 is the Goldilocks number is because you have to have 15 players on the team. And as we mentioned, nobody can have the same 15 players. So 12 by 15 is what? 180 players already picked. If you go for the upper end, where you have 16 people in your draft um, community, that's what, 240 players. So it's an extra 60 players already picked. And to put that into, uh, into perspective for you, in normal fantasy football, it's generally ter- there's only 30 players that's involved in every single team. And um, this season, more so, there was even less. If you look at the latter end of the season, and you compare teams, it was generally the same 15, 16, 20 max, 20 players. I remember looking at my team and comparing it to someone that was above me in the league, and we had like two players different in the whole team. So I was watching games and only relying on two players to for me to gain points. Yeah, so it's very it's very hard for you to gain points in normal fantasy currently because everyone has Haaland, everyone will have Salah, something like that. And as you mentioned, you're looking out for just two players to get you up the table. It can be very difficult and it's very underwhelming as well because you're putting so much effort into this and everyone's just going to have the same same players. So that's why the Goldilocks number of 12 is going to be 160 players. Yeah, okay. 160. Is it? Is it 160? Yeah, 3, 240. 240 minus oh, 180. 180. 180. <laughs> Sorry about him. <laughs> First day of the job. Yeah, so like them extra 60 players, they're going to be different players that are rotation players or players in, that aren't really getting game time. So your draft is hindered because when you're playing, you're starting 11. 
you might have two or three players that get one point or might just make an appearance. If you have 12, you're going to have the majority of your team playing. Now, there's still always going to be rotation. Another key part about the draft, you have to pick players that might start, mightn't start. Normal fantasy, if one player doesn't start, it's a massive deal. As well, which we'll, we'll get into this in further episodes, any player that isn't picked is on what's called the waiver. And if you go with a higher number of 16, that means there's less players going to be on the waiver. So you will have less players to pick from week in, week out to transfer in. So that's why 12 gives you a decent amount of players already picked and you will have enough players to draft in each week. Yeah, you're going to have the majority of the good players. Everyone's probably going to have one or two top, top players on their team. And then it's going to be made up of players that are just playing normal teams. Like Jordan Ayew was in my team for half the season, which in normal fantasy, I'd never even dream of picking him. Yeah, like all my strikers were gone at the very start. They're already picked. I picked a couple of midfielders first, so I had Brian Bomo starting up front, and he was unbelievable for me. Like I, as as Nolsey mentioned already, you get a fondness for some players, and it was Brian Bomo um, who, who I grew a fondness for. And Brian Bomo, Bomo, whatever the fuck name is, <laughs> he could win you a, a, a he could win you a game week. We talked about um, fantasy football trying to it's hard to catch up. So you have a bad first half of the season, you're never going to win your league. In this, because it's a league-based process, it's head-to-head, you have the opportunity to catch up mid-season. If a player on first starts losing a couple of games, each win is worth three points. So you win a game, you win three or four in a row, and the top of the table loses, you can jump up the league very easy. So it's always going to be entertaining and, and interesting. Whereas in FPL, we find if you have a bad season or you don't captain a particular player, you lose 20, 30 points, your interest is gone. Yeah. Like if you're coming, if you're in mid-table, as you mentioned, you can easily get up top because it's head-to-head and it's only three points for a win. And if you are down towards the bottom half of the table, when there's forfeits and things like that involved, that pushes you to get out of there and stay stay interested week in, week out. So the, the setup, what we recommend as the overall setup before you even enter the draft room, which will be episode two, the whole drafting process, number of players, so on and so forth, we want you to, 12 players ideal. Now you can have 10 or 14, it doesn't really make a massive difference, but if you go too low or too high, too low you're gonna have too many good players and you're not going to be competing against different people every week. Every four or five weeks, you're gonna have the same people over and over again. If you pick 16, you're not gonna have enough. So maybe 10 to 14, you can get away with it. Get, get away with 12 is ideal yeah so realistically if you think about it what would you rather you getting a couple of points for Salah scoring a goal in normal fancy football but a million other people have him on their team or you're watching Everton play Crystal Palace and James Tarkowski gets a goal or scores an assist and that's the whole reason why you win that week why you get three points um, you're, you're also keeping an eye on so many more players Obviously, we mentioned that you're going to be engaging with a lot more players because everyone has different players. But you're also watching more games and have interest in random games because the player you're playing, again, we'll just use Ayu as an example, he has Jordan Ayu. And I'm watching Crystal Palace, and if Jordan Ayu scores, he could beat me that game week. So I found myself, especially over COVID, watching Fulham versus Crystal Palace. And I was watching one player for the whole 90 minutes because I didn't want him to do a particular thing. Whereas this season, 
the end of last season, I, I nearly had enough fancy because, again, Luke Shaw gets a clean sheet, gets an assist. I'm like, oh, unbelievable, he gets 12 points. I look at my table, the three players above me and the three players below me also have Shaw. So it's absolutely totally irrelevant. I'm just using Shaw as a base or a safety net because if I didn't have him, I'd be down. And not only does you'd be watching players like that, like me personally, I wouldn't have had much of a football knowledge as well as well as I do now. It was only for the draft because I was looking out for these other players, because I was watching Everton play at Crystal Palace. Things I wouldn't have had much interest in beforehand, but because I have these players in my team, in my head-to-head, I'm consciously looking out for these players and I'm engaging in all, in all their matches. 100%. I found that this season, even with the likes of Bull, we had a particular draft this season with uh, a fella who we wouldn't consider have had an awful lot of Premier League knowledge, sorry, but... but or any Premier League knowledge at all. Any knowledge, full stop. <laughs> but throughout the season, because he was looking at the waivers, again, we'll talk about the waivers and transfers and draft in the next episode, but he was looking at how can I get a player that's not picked that will help my team this week to get a win. And he was coming up with some random picks. And... <laughs> I remember talking to someone like a year ago and they were saying, oh, geez, I heard of this fella left back for Brighton or something. And we're like, yeah, we drafted him in three weeks ago because yeah. we saw he wasn't picked up by anyone and now he's starting. Whereas in normal fancy, again, always comparing, but we want to show the differences and why the draft is good. We have to be looking out for them players because that mm. player might win you a game week. And like because you mentioned Bull there, in normal fantasy, you'd have all all the same players as we said, your Salah, your Haaland, etc. Looking at Bull's team, Bull got up the table a couple of points because he had some Bournemouth players. Mm. He'd Tavernier, he'd um, Dominic Solanke up front as well. And we were like, well, why, why did you bring these players in? Or you never think of bringing these players in. But it was these guys that got him up the table just because they had a couple of good game moves. And that's again another aspect of the draft that's so unique. You can make as many transfers as you want. From one game week to the next, you can have a totally different 15 if you want. There's no limit on transfers. It's just whether you get them in priority or your preference. Again, talk about that in the drafting process. We're probably making it sound a lot more complicated than it is. Right now, we're just trying to emphasize all the positive parts about it. You can have 15 totally unique players. You can change them as much as you want. And you can use the likes of these Bournemouth players target their fixtures so Bournemouth are playing Forest and you think that they have a good chance normal fantasy you're obviously not going to get them because well you're not going to keep them long term you're not going to get someone in for one week in the draft you have to target one week one week at a time in terms of head-to-head that's also why head-to-head is better than total points because well I will transfer in Jensen to get me some points that week to win the game week rather than have to think about well if I bring him in going to happen for the next four or five game weeks is he worth it in in the draft you're targeting them players specifically so our whole goal of episode one is to get you as far as the draft room episode two is going to be from the draft room onwards our ideal number we said is anywhere from 10 to 14 preferably 12. when you get these 12 people we recommend that they're people you know good friends or even just acquaintances so for instance we were in a particular draft and I said, right, I'll get six people and Jaxie, you get six of your mates. We recommend making a group chat because that's where a lot of the fun happens. 
Yeah, <clears throat> like a lot of your friends in Dublin, that was the first draft that I was ever involved in. I think I was, it was mostly Dublin lads and yourself, and I didn't know any of them. But by the end of the draft, because we created a WhatsApp group and we were constantly chatting week in, week out, just chatting about the games and chatting about different results, through this it built a community and made some, made some great friends uh, yeah. out of it. When you're chatting in it, you're chatting about, as Jackson said, results. Chat about trading players because in episode two we're going to talk a lot about how you can trade players from one person to another. Every player can only have one particular player. So if Jaxie wants Salah from me, well he's going to have to offer some player to me. So you can get an awful lot of people who think they know a bit better saying, well I wouldn't trade Salah for De Bruyne, so on and so forth. So in the group chat you have a bit of banter like that, but also again Jordan Ayew scores to beat Jaxie. I'm going to send in a gift of Jordan Ayew straight away. And he said, well, you build fondness of players. So Jordan Ayew might be a cult hero for my team. I don't want to trade him. I remember last season I had Almiron. I don't know how I picked up Almiron or why I had him, but he went off. Ended up trading him and he still went off. So you have this aspect of risk taken that if I think that someone else is going to do better than my player, well, I have to put my neck on the line and say, right, I'm going to trade you. And you have to be... You have to be okay with your decision because it can go back in your face very easily. And the people in the community, they'll always remind you if you make a bad trade, they'll always remind you that you traded this player to me and you'll have a bit of a laugh about it and you'll be raging as well yourself that you gave him away. But it's all a bit of crack in the group chat as well. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, the group chat is nearly where most of the fun is. Um, you can have, you can even have some forfeits as well. And everyone's going to remind you of those forfeits throughout, throughout the draft as well. And that's, uh, that's what keeps you entertained. That's what keeps you trying week in, week out. Because you don't want to get a tattoo in your arse at the end of the season <laughs> of a bottle. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you implement them forfeits, it keeps everyone playing the game because you don't want to come last. In a league of 40 or 50 people, they're not going to be communicating with each other. Yeah. You're not going to care if you come last. The majority of people that come last in, in a FPL um, league, normal fancy league, have, haven't looked at their uh, their their team since game week five. They yeah. set it up. They left Jesus as captain, and now if you look back at their team, half of them are injured. If you implement a forfeit, it forces people to keep engaged with the game. And you're not just engaging with your own team. Like I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I need to be engaging with all the teams in the Premier League. I need to be looking out for them, and I'm rooting for a lot of teams in it as well. So it does give you a more broadened view of the Premier League as a whole. Because you can become quite narrow-minded if you're just supporting one team. And I still do support one team, but when it comes to the draft, it's every man for themselves. <laughs> every man for themselves. I could have said a bit of myself. <laughs> Another key feature, I don't know if we have mentioned it, is that you can have as many players from one team as possible. So in normal fantasy, you can have max three. But if I think City are going to win the league again next year, I could pick six or seven City players if I get them in my preference. And we have been comparing the draft and normal fantasy a lot. You can still play both. Playing the draft doesn't take away from playing normal fantasy. It actually adds to it a small bit because you might have a small bit of knowledge, as we said, a fondness for a particular player that you're thinking of getting in your normal fantasy team. We all know when you pick a rogue pick or a differential in normal fantasy and it comes off, it's a fantastic feeling. But I suppose the big difference for me personally between the two is the community that a draft can build. 
as we mentioned before, it, it can easily get lost when there's 40, 50 people uh, in, in an FPL uh, competition. But because the draft is so small, um, it becomes much more inclusive, much more interactive between players. And it's, yeah, as I mentioned, builds more community. When you think about the 11.5 million players that are playing or played fancy last year, what I really looked for, apart from a mini league, is my, my rank. So I came 90k last year and at the end of the season that's all I'm looking at. 90k, okay I got a number and now next season what can I do, how can I improve, I just want to get top 100k, top 50k. In the draft, because you've built that community and relationship with people in your, in your league, you're playing for probably one, maybe a bit of entry money, which I probably recommend as well, maybe 20 euro a man or something like that. But you're also playing for the title. I won the draft. Nope. How many people can say they won uh, a mini league? How many people can say they won FPL as a whole? Oh, I came top 100k, cool. It's just a number, you move on to the next season. Like, we take great pride in saying, I've won the draft twice. Jaxie's won the draft yeah. tri- twice. It's a, it's a better feeling because you've probably managed a lot more. We talked about it earlier on about there's so much content out there. I could easily come a top 100k next year by just going off a particular page, following everything he did. But in the draft, I can't follow anyone. Yeah. Like what's what's enjoyable about that, about following, following someone else's team just to get a certain rank? What's enjoyable is being involved in the community of 12 people, maybe, I was involved in two drafts at one time last year and two drafts is very manageable. That's 24 people that you have a close knit community with and it's friends that you, that you make for a lifetime. Another key feature about the draft is the lint. So for normal fantasy, if I don't set my team up game week one, I'm always gonna be chasing. If I don't set it up by game week three, there's no chance I'm starting because what's the point? I'm always going to be behind. In the draft, when you get them 12 players in the draft room, you can decide it starts from now because the, the league and the table will continue from the moment you pick the draft. You can also choose the length. So it doesn't particularly stop, but we can agree beforehand, right, we're going to do a half season. We're going to play the first 18 games and whoever's top after the first 18 games is the winner. You can do it a full season if you want. There's positives and there's negatives to both. The positive of doing a long season is that... I suppose it gives people more of a chance to get up the table if they are behind. Um, Because as we mentioned, there is great possibility to get up the table and that's what the full season can do. What I found with the full season is that if you look at the number of wins for the top, let's say there's 12, the top eight players might have fake all wins between them. Mm -hmm. So there might be from top place to fifth or sixth place there might be the guts of four or five wins whereas in the short season if you have a good start and you win the first six seven games you you're more likely to win so from that basis the long season seems better but we would probably recommend to go for the half season yeah the best thing about the half season is that you get to draft twice and drafting is probably the most entertaining part of the whole process because you get to pick a whole unique team, you're under pressure, you don't know what you're going to do in the moment. So a half season... No matter how prepared you are. Oh my God, I've been so prepared and it lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, nobody can prepare enough for the draft. 
and you'll you'll learn that yourselves. Oh, episode two, you're in for a roller coaster. <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> What's good about having your draft split into two seasons? So as we mentioned, you have a second chance to do it, and that means as well you have a second chance to to get the win. There's nothing more rewarding than getting the win, and if you don't get quite get it the first time around, it gives you a second opportunity to take your learnings from the first half of the season and bring it to the next half. Um, because you have, you have a whole new team, you have whole new tactics. Also, as well, a key factor is the transfer market open um, at Christmas time. So more players coming in. There's players gone as well. So this is a key area to maybe bring in some some hot takes. Some so hot th- like like the Mudrik. I brought in Mudrik last season. I know he flopped, but at the time it <laughs> seemed like a very good call. Yeah, it was like a brand new player to the league. Yeah, that you have an opportunity to take up. And that's also another part in terms of the strategy. Will you go for them new players? If you're bottom of the league, you get the first pick, right? Every week, which we'll talk about, you get the opportunity to waiver in particular players. It's like the draft in NFL. We talked about it. It's, yeah. it's the same concept that the person in last gets the first pick. But that happens every week. So you have an opportunity to pick players that have played well the previous week. You have opportunity to pick up players that are just new to the league, coming back from injuries, so on and so forth. So there's always opportunities to get up the table. Overall, our recommendation will be that you have two half seasons. Once it hits 18 games, whoever's at top is crowned the winner. This gives them 12 people two opportunities to win, two different drafts, two totally different teams. And although it's the same season, you draft twice, you have two totally different teams. And the second half of the season, you've seen players that have done well, like Zamamaran, yeah. had a super first half of the season. So the first draft, he might have not even be picked. Second draft, he could be one of the first five or six players that are picked because of his form. So it's a totally different landscape in the second half of the season after Christmas. So hopefully now we've given you a broad overview as to what the draft is and also giving you some insight into why me and Nosey love it so much. Our goal is for you, the listener, to have the guidance and information necessary to have a successful draft and to bring you along this epic new FPL journey. Join us in episode two. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about picking the perfect team to smoke your friends this season.